The Florida Panthers dropped this game three, the first road game of this best of seven series against the Washington Capitals, six to one at Capital One Arena. On this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, I will be bringing Francisco Oporta of Litterbox Cats and Florida Panthers history to discuss the six to one loss, all on today's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this special Saturday, May 6th edition, excuse me, 7th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at monoman 12 Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also follow the national show, Lockdown NHL, and the Crash Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, who will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, uh, the Florida Panthers had to at least get one of these next two games in the nation's capital. The Florida Panthers, they uh, don't come out to that nervous start as something that Andrew Burnett has spoken about in the first two games. They get a quick goal early on uh, scored by Jonathan Huberto. And then the rest of that, it was all Washington from there on out. and. Just kind of the same issues for the Florida Panthers from the first game and parts of game two carried on over to this game three, except it was reversed with the Florida Panthers getting off to that fast start and then Washington uh, doing it the, really the rest of the way. But on today's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, I have Francisco Oporta of Litterbox Cats and who runs the Twitter page at FLA Cats History on Twitter? So on the other on the other side of the of the audio is Francisco. Francisco, how are you doing today? I, I could be a lot better uh, this afternoon, Armando, uh, and it's mainly because of the Florida Panthers, and I think tons of Panthers fans can relate, uh, young and old. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm fine myself. But man, today was a rough one. Yeah, absolutely. It was a rough one for these Florida Panthers. And like I said at the top, the the Cats, uh, they they came out they came out firing early. I mean, Jonathan Huberto got a a a goal like early on in, in this one. And I mean, Jonathan Huberto has had has had a great series offensively. I mean, he had that backhand pass to Alexander Barkov right in game two, and then just the first two minutes and forty five seconds gets that one. And Th- that that the- was a a fantastic play because. Ovechkin laid a hit on him mm-hmm. earlier in that play. And it's like, okay, all right, Ovi's coming with the with the with the heat right there. And then Hubie, as an MVP candidate should do, responded quickly with the goal right there. And it was like, okay, all right. I think, yeah, we're gonna do right. We're gonna do all right. All right let's 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 do this. And then well, the rest of the game happened. <laughs> yeah, and 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 even even then, um, even then with the with the Panthers scoring, I mean the and everything just fell apart from there. I mean, 
the the power play let's just go straight into it the florida panthers now in this series are oh of nine on the power play while the washington Mm -hmm. capitals themselves are four of 12 i mean even in their game two loss for the washington capitals they get a power play goal they get one in in the first few minutes of game one from tom wilson and once again there was no tom wilson in this one i mean the the on the second power play that the florida panthers had they went back to they went back to five forwards so I, yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe Aaron Ekblad might still be playing a little hurt, but and, and that maybe they're going back to that five-man unit. But man, it's very it's been very uh, pass happy for this power play unit. What do you think about that? It's it seems like they they've kind of forgotten the entire regular season, mm-hmm. which is concerning. And I get it. It's it's the playoffs, it's the postseason, and there's a constant that I heard, especially in the post game interviews with uh, Brandon Montour, with Jonathan Huberto, with, uh, with coach Brunette was that was the nerves, the, the, the thing about the nerves and how these guys are, are, are coming out. And yes, th- there's a massive amount of pressure for this team. This is the best team in franchise history. They, they've, they've got all of this pressure as a number one seed, the president's trophy, which of course comes with its own uh, stigmas and, and curses. But it, it seems like this team has forgotten the entire regular season, and that's a problem. Uh, they they rekindled that in game two, which was mm-hmm. a great follow-up, especially after the kind of deflating game one. And and, and this, this reminds me of the Panthers of maybe earlier in the season. Remember the Panthers, of course, they had fantastic at home all season long. But at the beginning of the season, their issue was road road games. They had a lot of trouble winning road games. They evened that out as the season went on. That's that's for sure. And, of course, ended up most road victories in franchise history. But earlier in the season, it seemed like they were, they were just a, a team that was not road warriors. And it seems like now they look like the team from maybe last season or, or God forbid, the team from 2020 uh, in the bubble with uh, the New York Islanders, it seems like they're playing like that. And, and look, there's a ton of guys from this is, I would say, I, I don't know. I would call this like the third season of this core being uh, constructed, like uh, the transition from, from Dale talent to, to, to Bill Zito's era right here. And I, I, I do feel concerned that they keep talking about nerves up to this point because this is the third season and you guys, you have to remember a lot of these guys have been in the league for a long time. Jonathan Huberto has been in the league since 2013. Barkov mm-hmm. since 2013, 14, then Ekblad 2014, 15, right? Like these guys have been in the league forever at this point. They, they're still like young relatively, of course, but, but they've been in the league for a long time. They've experienced playoff uh, hockey before. Remember their first was 2015, 16. And, and that squad that had a ton of veterans on the team to help them and teach them. And, and now I, I, I do find it concerning that they're still talking about nerves uh, three years into, I would say this core. And it doesn't seem like something a number one team should be talking about. Uh, and you could contrast it to the other team out West who was the number one seed, the Colorado avalanche who have also had their playoff woes. I've always have been knocking on the door and they're out 
playing Nashville the way they should be. And the I don't see that from the Panthers. And 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 maybe and I'm rambling on here a bit, but it's probably also has to do with their opponent, the Washington Capitals. This yes. is a playoff experience team, four years removed from the Stanley Cup final. Half of that team is still there. And this is not really like a normal one versus eight seed in a normal season because the Eastern Conference especially like was very much established which teams were going to make the playoffs about a month and a half ago. There was a clear delineation between the eighth seed and the ninth seed. It was like, oh, the New York Islanders are like 10 points behind the Capitals. So, and all the teams got 100 points this season. So the Capitals aren't scrubs that are coming in. Panthers are just going to spank them. So I don't know, but the, the nerves thing gets me right now. Yeah, and I can I can kind of see why with I can see both sides of the argument where they're talking about nerves more like the guys who haven't been there before versus some of the guys who have. And going back to your Colorado uh, reference, going back to they're playing against Nashville, they're taking care of them right now. Right now it's two one uh, Avalanche at the end of the first period, and I think if this team is to get a first round series win, then there be maybe be a change of ter- terminology maybe because I don't think we've heard someone like Jared Bednar for the Colorado Avalanche talk about it because they have tasted that little bit of glory of getting past an opponent before. While this is uh, as a when I talk about it um, as far as this team as a collective, they haven't gotten over that hump yet. So they're just trying to figure that part out first. And of course the, they, when they get back on the ice, I think what needs to be spoken about in the locker room to to speak about this, they have to say this. It's still hockey at the end of the day and that you have to go out and play the 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 opponent on the other side and play the game that you knew once wh- when they ha- had the regular season. Of course, their season series goes back to November. That was the last time they played and they had and and all of those games were close. So nobody was expecting this to be a close matchup by any stretch of the imagination, but man, that experience on the other side is is really uh, it's really alarming for the Florida Panthers. Now they find themselves down two one in this series against a, a playoff experience team. So now now the people who have won a cup on the team, aka Patrick Hornquist, uh, that is somebody who's probably going to have to really step up in the locker room and talk to them about just saying, "Hey, I've been down in plenty of series before." It's about how you come out of of the next practice and how they're how they're able to just relax. Brandon Montour after the game talked about how the guys in the locker room were saying were telling each other to keep calm. So that's what I'm hoping that this Florida Panthers team uh, does uh, is to keep calm and that they don't come out in game four having to do too much in in, in the, the next one. So that's kind of what, like where I stand as far as that. How about you? There was a, I think I heard a quote from from Goldie during the game uh, about Anton Lindell. You know, this is his first playoff series, and how game one he was incredibly nervous, but game two he calmed down. And he he had himself a much better game, and I think they need to kind of copy and paste that sentiment from here on out for the rest of the team. Um, Patrick Hornquist is of course there, yeah, and he's uh, he's obviously the most targeted guy for the caps because of all that history with him on the penguins. And 
yeah, got jabbed take... three times by Ovi too. Yeah, let's not forget. I, I was kind of hoping, like you know, Barkov's a huge Miami Heat fan. If he could maybe give uh, Udonis Haslam a call or something, be like, "Hey, man, how do you do this?" <laughs> like, you know, different sports, but but yeah, uh, there but there just seems to be something off about this team right now. In, in game one, it was more of like a deflating sort of thing. Uh, they they were leading going into the third period and this this game was just more of as as the game wore on the capitals fans were just super into the game very loud and they you know holding the sticks a little too tightly as the game wore on especially towards uh, like the second period so one one you head into the into the into the second period there and it seems like they had some of the they had some chances there, but I feel like they might have pressed on or maybe worried a little too much that the puck wasn't going in, I wasn't getting past Samsonov, who's played uh, well enough uh, since the Capitals switched to him. Um, and, and you know, it's always that stigma for for Panthers fans too from the past. Uh, you know, they put in the backup goal and he plays like a Vesna candidate afterwards. You know, um, everybody remembers Grice from from the Islanders days, uh, uh, that... twenty sixteen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe um, it's, gosh, there's there's a lot in my head right now as as to that. But I remember specifically that second period. It seems like they kind of got frustrated with not getting something towards the net that they just didn't keep grinding. And like the moment the Capitals saw that and were able to, uh, I don't, I don't want to say a pun, but they capitalized on it uh, <laughs> with their own goals, uh, especially the power play goals. Uh, one from Oshi with from the tip in from Ovechkin, and then Ovechkin with the the howitzer, um, and it's like you, their stars came to play. Um, Absolutely, and, and you knew Ovechkin was going to get his at some point, um, but. I think the the overall theme for the Capitals, because for the Panthers, it's been this run-and-gun offense all season long, this high-scoring, high-octane offense. The Capitals have done something completely different. They've dragged the Panthers down into the muck with them. down, yeah. Yep, and the Capitals, I guess you could say, especially from their experience, not being able to get over the hump, all those years winning the Southeast division, all that stuff can't get past the penguins. They might be doing the same thing. Like we'll drag them down in the muck. Cause we've now done this before. And the Panthers don't know how to respond to that. Um, it makes you wonder what if this was a lightning Panther series again, would, would the Panthers have responded differently to a different opponent? That's what if scenarios, but it, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. Or if, what if it was Florida, Boston, would it be a completely different story? They had seen Boston plenty of times beforehand. So, and I don't know, but uh, they've got the Capitals in front of them and they're on the road. And if they go down three games to one, it's uh, not going to, it's not good. It's not good, Bob. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not good um, for sure. If, if that is the case, but we're going to talk more about that on the other side. I'm Armando Velez. I got Francisco Oporta of Litterbox Cats and Florida Panthers historian. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpack. Make sure that everybody has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With, with Built Bar, you can have both. 
It's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bars, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? We are crazy about the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie, even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Second, second segment here on this post-game Saturday matinee edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. On the other side of, of the audio, I got Francisco Porta of Litterbox Cats and Florida Panthers historian on the other side. So, Francisco, um, we don't. I don't necessarily blame officiating for losses. The the Fl- Florida Panthers did not lose because of officiating. No, but even though there was a few calls that were questionable for the Cats, there was a few undisciplined penalties that the Florida Panthers did, in fact, take. I, I mean, Jonathan Huberto is one of them. I know that, like Andrew Burnett, after the game, spoke about how when the team gets frustrated, sometimes sloppiness can happen. And Jonathan Huberto, uh, I believe it was the it just midway through the third period when it was really out of hand for the Florida Panthers. Uh, just an interference against Nick Dowd just goes right on the back of him. And then earlier in that second period, uh, Anthony Duclair with an interference on Lars Eller at the 11.45 mark of the of the second period as well. Just the, despite the questionable officiating for the Florida Panthers, there this has been a series where sometimes the Capitals have gotten into Florida Panthers' head. I mean, we saw Mason Marchment with that double minor in game two. And now uh, with uh, and and then Sam Bennett takes that double minor and then it carries over to the third period. So kind of kind of a, a, a little bit undisciplined where the floor, where the Washington Capitals are really getting into uh, this team's head at the moment. They are completely in their heads at this point. Uh, this game was most telling of all. I, I feel like they responded much better to that in, in game two. But but this game especially. It seems like the Capitals are laying on the hits a little bit harder. And you can see, they were, especially towards uh, Jonathan Huberdeau and Alexander Barkov. Um, uh, and the Panthers, yeah, we've got our guys. We've got Radko. We, we've got, uh, of course, uh, for me, my, my Swedish man crush is uh, Patrick Hornquist. But uh, it, it's, it just can't be those guys. And, yeah, Huberdeau was incredibly frustrated. And he said so himself after, uh, after the game, the post-game press conference. Uh, that he just kind of lost his cool there. And it once more reiterating my point this series, and I, I saw it, I saw it in game one. They responded much better to it in game two, but game three is most personified by the fact that the Capitals have once again dragged the Panthers down to the muck into their level, not letting the Panthers get that high octane offense going and just irritating them, mm-hmm. irritating them to the point that they're going to respond with a retaliation and then, Hey, the ref's not going to see the cross check, but he's going to see the retaliation penalty. And, and suddenly the, the capitals get a power play out of that. Right. It's, it's, it's not, it's not the Panthers game and they've been thrown off. And right now it's all about kind of getting all of that out of their heads. Um, and and especially just not having that whole effect of having their um, being chickens with their heads cut off, which sometimes I saw, especially in, in the second period, 
uh, towards the end uh, with with that third goal, and then uh, the power play especially, which is really they just kind of forgot how to do it, and not good. Um, I'm seeing the comments as well that uh, people are posting, and and I guess another point of emphasis, and I and I might want to ask about you it. about this. Um, uh, he seems to be the, the the shining beacon for Panthers fans and Panthers Twitter right now, Mackenzie Wegar. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. What do you believe the Panthers should do with him? I don't think he'll get scratched. I don't think <laughs> he will. But I think they entertain the possibility of possibly Gustav Forsling on the top line for the Panthers it is, is something that Andrew Burnett could enter- entertain or Ben Sherratt as well. I mean, even before, even what, even when the game was tied, there was a great sequence in early, in the early part of the game where Bob was making some spectacular saves and Ben Sherratt was right there to clear the puck to, to get it out. And, and that's why you trade for someone like Ben Sherratt. They, they traded a 2023 first round pick for him. So there's a, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it's either Ben Sherratt or Gus Forsling. I mean, Gus Forsling also has a lot of speed, a lot of speed. He has a very active stick as well. He he he's he's a guy who knows how to drive play to the net, which is something that the Florida Panthers uh, really struggled with. I mean, let, let me show you uh, a chart from uh, Natural Stat Trick. Uh, I'm gonna put it, gonna full screen it and just mm-hmm. kind of see where the where the Panthers were. Uh, I mean, I mean, look look at where the Capitals were in in this one versus where the Panthers were. Not not a lot of pressure up front on uh, on Samsonov uh today today so they had a they had a little bit of issues uh getting um not, not getting pucks into the net but not getting close enough to challenge samsonov more i mean samsonov was also great in game two where he came in on the third in the third period and stopped all 17 of the shots he faced so the i i i think i think you got to entertain possibly putting mackenzie Weger down 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 a line possibly and I'm coming up with something on the top of my head. I maybe like Forsling, Ekblad on the top line, mm-hmm. maybe uh, Uyghur, Uyghur Montour or something like that. Or I mean, M- Montour and Uyghur, the luxury of them is that they can play on both sides. So you could also mix and match uh, something along the lines of Uyghur playing on the right side. Let's not forget that Uyghur playing with Ekblad, he's on his unnatural side too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing with Mackenzie Weger about about where he's positioned. But li- listen, he he's great at taking the puck away. But sometimes when the Panthers are in their own zone, trying to create the zone exits, twice twice already, uh, two yeah. specific two specific plays during this series has really cost the Panthers. So it's really uh it's it's really uh it's really it really raises an eyebrow and it's really uh concerning based on Mackenzie Weger's play as of late. Yeah, that's probably the most, uh, I guess, the, the thing Panthers, especially uh, that are pointing out to the two specific moments that have kind of high leverage plays as well. In, in moments where they, they shouldn't have been, right? They were momentum changing, uh, momentum swinging plays and goals that, that Washington cap, gotcha, capitalized. I keep using that word, but it seems perfect <laughs> to talk about with the Capitals. But it, it's, uh, and that's kind of been the thing. He might be overthinking some things, and which is once again adding towards the whole nerves narrative between uh, the cats right now. Um, as far as uh, Samsonov, and 
uh, watching the post game show, and they actually highlighted this. Uh, Ed Jovanovski was highlighting this that the Panthers were shooting the puck, yeah, towards him, but the Capitals were kind of closing the the um, uh, the box inside and front of Samsonov, not allowing the Panthers to have any sort of second chances, and not and the Panthers have, weren't really like dragging the Capitals defenders out towards them so they can get somebody towards the inside and try and get some of those um, uh, much uh, higher quality shots. Right, so, so it seems like that's kind of been the Capitals' answer towards stopping what other Panthers can do. So the Panthers are going to have to find a way to get a little more creative, maybe a little more patience uh, as well with the puck in the uh, Washington zone uh, to kind of uh, not get frustrated with the fact that they're not getting shots uh, or good shots on Samsonov and make him uncomfortable at this point. Um, because it, it seems like the, the Panthers haven't really thrown out the first punch towards Washington. It seemed like it was going to be that this game when, when Huberto scored early on, but then the Capitals came right back with another right hook, and then the Panthers were kind of like wo uh, like woozy the rest of the game, if you want to use the boxing terminology there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, it's a bit concerning. Bob has been great. Uh, I can't blame Bob for really uh, anything uh, today, uh, to be honest. And he's been spectacular this this entire series. Um, uh, I, I think the Panthers don't want to shake things up too much by being like, "Well, maybe we try Spencer Knight." And it's like, no, no, no. Like he's Bob. Bob is in a groove right now. You keep him right. You figure all the other stuff out. Don't don't mess with this because he's kind of got a good thing going. Um, he made a fantastic series of saves uh, around like the 240 mark of the first period when it seemed like, okay, like uh, I think uh, Backstrom had like, like a net, he stuck out his right leg to, to stop it. Um, and it seemed like the Panthers going to get the momentum, but then power play goal for, for Oshi right there. It kind of, kind of, kind of was a little bit deflating there, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's um, several things. Uh, that have gone wrong. Yeah, I was ready to ask you about the whether uh, Spencer Knight should be coming in uh, for for the Panthers, and I'm I'm in agreement with you that it should be Sergey Bobrovsky coming in, um, staying in for uh, the Panthers. Uh, can't blame this loss on Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, that that save that you're talking about, that was the same one that uh, Sherratt was was clearing clearing the puck and getting right in front of the net, showing his awareness there, and of course. Um, also, uh, the Marcus Johansson goal. I mean, that one was the the, mm. the Florida Panthers' just inability to uh, retrieve the puck after the, even though it was a juicy rebound by Bobrovsky. No Florida Panthers around Marcus Johansson to create, uh, as he created a backhand uh, um, attempt on on the goal and um, get, gets one in. And uh, Ovechkin. Uh, we'll, we'll actually talk about Ovechkin in in the next segment, um, which. We've been asking the question, how do you stop Ovechkin? And we, many player, many people around the National Hockey League still don't know the answer to that. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting skills and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses at the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online.
where the game starts. Third and final segment on this live Saturday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Francisco Oporta of Litterbox Cats and Florida Panthers historian. He runs the page on Twitter at FLA Cats History. So, Francisco, um, a, a very quiet series so far for the Washington Capitals. And now Alexander Ovechkin has finally got it going as far as the goal department. He's been he's been driving play. He's been dishing it, distributing to his teammates. But man, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a it, it's a little bit of a bummer uh, that that Alexander Ovechkin. I mean, he could have had two power play goals tonight, but it was eventually changed to TJ Yoshi on the on the tip end. But man, he he's he's really on a groove, and even in his, even a guy in his late thirties um, signed a new contract on his way to breaking the score record uh, for the NHL. But man, the the on on that one timer, man, uh, it it was Andrew Burnett described it as a broken play, and then Alexander Ovechkin just gets it. We call Patrick Hornquist's office like right in front of the net. But man, Alexander Ovechkin's office is something that we've been seeing for years the left circle one timer gets it through and just continuing that that consistent theme of like how he's been able to score throughout his career and just man it's 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 a bummer having ha- having him left wide open right right there and i'm not going to blame bob for that even though he, he had a chance to stop it but man when you're talking about the greatest goal scorer of all time it's it's really uh it, it's re- it's really uh depressing and not depressing. Depressing is the wrong word. It's really a, it's really like a, uh, what's I'm 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 blanking here. It's it's an inevitability that he's gonna score. Yeah. It's really you just gotta have to accept it right now. It's it's much like you could like people back in the '80s with Wayne Gretzky. It's like he's gonna score. He's gonna find a way. You just kind of have to hope that the rest of your team can contain the rest of the guys that are on the Oilers. Yeah. So it just, you know, didn't really happen, but you know, um, but yeah, uh, Ovechkin, he's a hall of famer and you know, he's going for that goal scoring record. Uh, he's it's once again, inevitable that he's going to score. He got the monkey off his back in 2018. So at this point, he's probably the most relaxed he's ever been in a playoff series right now. Um, the fact that he hadn't scored the first two games, not a problem for him. Came back, uh, looked like he scored, but Oshi got the tip in, and then he scored himself. So it's it's just an, inevit- an inevitability with with Ovechkin. I I can't fault the Panthers uh, with regards to that, but I, I can fault them with all the other guys scoring for the Capitals and they themselves not really doing anything. I mean, honestly, uh, it, the discipline you know six power plays for 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 Washington. And the fact that the Panthers couldn't get anything going because, look, they had three chances Mm -hmm. earlier in that game. Let's say the first two periods. The first two periods, I would say it was the game. The third period, I I stopped taking notes in the third period. Like the third period was just kind of like a wash after that. Uh, You could tell. You could tell that the momentum was gone for the Panthers. uh, And Washington was not going to let them get it back. So third period, I was it was just basically like I stopped taking notes because it didn't really matter. Uh, but the first two periods was the game for the Panthers, and they had their three chances. And that I think 
if they can figure out if they can score a power play goal, it might that might be the key. If they can go into game four and find a way to actually score on the power play, figure it out, find some sort of way, uh, pepper uh, Samson off with some shots. Maybe just maybe that'll be kind of like the uh, the relief that they'll need to kind of go into the rest of the game as, okay, this is a hockey game again. It may just be the playoffs. It may be the refs will swallow the whistles a little bit more. There's going to be more uh, backhanded stuff going on. The Capitals are going to try and drag you down. But if they can just not be bothered by it, then I think they'll at least have a fighting chance. Yeah, and, go, and 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 to piggyback on your point, when it comes to the the game for the Panthers and and their three opportunities, I'm looking at it right now. When the Washington penalties were obviously the the two, the double minor on Sam Bennett and Anthony Mantha roughing Bennett canceled out um, Anthony Mantha's roughing, but the the only three penalties that Washington took were in the first. 25 minutes of the game the rest of the way they were they they didn't give the florida panthers a single man advantage after that anthony mantha uh, at the 17 30 mark of the first period and then uh two two uh penalties in in the beginning of the second period fairvari tripping noel Chari, and then justin schultz uh interference against mason marchment and 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 the panthers like i said they went on that 5f unit with with putting anthony duclair back and aaron ekblad down one and when when your when your power play is not going and you're 0 for nine, you got to try and put stuff in a blender a little bit. But man, I I'm concerned. I'm concerned that if they if they obviously what's going right now is not working. But I'm also concerned going back to that five unit power play that if there's someone who's out of position at the blue line, there could be a shorthanded opportunity going the other way because we saw that quite a few times towards the end of the regular season. So that's. A little bit of my concern. Um, that's why I, I'm think I'm questioning whether Aaron Ekblad is uh, healthy or not. It may just be, and I I can't. I mean, we can't really say for right now. They're not going to tell us, obviously. Absolutely um, not. I mean, he's he played like he, he played, let's see how many he played like 24 minutes uh, today. Let's see. Um, yeah, he played 24 minutes, 23 uh, seconds of ice time, the most on the team today. So he's willing to be out there. I, I I don't really think he's injured, to be honest. Uh, it may just be, it might be game speed. It might also be that. I mean, he's been, he hasn't seen game time uh, in in a while. It may just be that. But even then, I I think for a guy who hasn't played in a while, he's he's holding his own as comparison to once again. I I really I hate throwing Weegar under the bus, but man, uh, just just these shining moments of of just brain farts uh that's putting it lightly that really yes. have swung the momentum of and you can even say the series at this point so for that yeah for now for now hopefully they can come back game four and honestly we, we just kind of have to look forward to that from here on because I mean, we can break down this game more, but it's the Panthers got punched in the face and they got beat down hard. And there's no other answer other than, all right, game four, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And 
I know they only have seven games max in order to advance to the next round, of course. But I also kind of partially think of it as when the Florida Panthers were playing in the regular season and having a little bit of a hard time getting their power play going, they were still scoring at even strength. And they're at, at times in the series, they are, with the exception of t- today, th- this was a this was a game where just even all over the place offensively, they just couldn't find a way. And Jonathan Huberto's goal that the, he scored was not even close to near the net. It was near, near the top of the, the circle. So just if the Florida Panthers can just crash the net more often, and of course we, we talk about a little bit of the dump and chase game as well. There, there needs to be a little bit more of that instead of trying to force uh, zone entries in as well. So with, with that, with the Panthers, and that, if they can get their even strength go um, um, game going like like they have in the regular season, then I think the the power play is going to come. And they they showed it in game two uh, with with that, despite not scoring a power play goal. And just it just need it all all they the Panthers need is to just I believe just to get that one out of the way, and then they can take off from there. Oh yeah, it's it's completely in their heads right now. It's not like their talent completely sapped away the moment that the regular season ended. It's just they 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 knew this was coming. The, adding this president's trophy on top of everything might have not helped matters, which is I mean, fans were debating maybe we shouldn't win the president's trophy. Maybe we don't need that 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 mental curse upon us, but. Uh, right now, it's just a matter of them just finding themselves again. Um, they're lost. They are completely lost right now. Yeah, um, for now, for now they are. But mm-hmm. they they found a way to adjust after game two. Yeah. the The players in the locker room are going to tell everybody that it's going to be the same thing. That everybody's going to go back to the drawing board and just watch the tape again, just like they did after game one, and just continue to try to not have that as Andrew Burnett says, nervous start to their, to, to their game uh, going into game four. So the, the key, the key, all the key this whole time, Francisco was to get one on the road in Washington and listen, they get one on the road. It's all good vibes coming into game five, coming into FLA live arena, which uh, for people, the people listening uh, um, game five will be a seven thirty start on ESPN two on, on Wednesday night. So Panthers will have another home game, of course, after winning game 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 two. So just it it come it 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 come it comes with winning a championship. You make adjustments after you lose, and I'm gonna go back to something that Frank Ricas talks about um, of PantherParkway.com. He says he talks about the the Blackhawks losing game one at home and they're in 2010, and then losing game three on on the road as well, and they still found a way to um, go all the way to the cup. It's not over Florida Panther fans. They're the the Panthers, they're they're gonna find a way to adjust. And then if they find a way to drop game four, well, we might be having a different conversation going into game five. So hopefully we won't be having that. Uh I hope I definitely hope we're not having that because you might have a different toned Armando coming into uh Monday night, uh Tuesday morning for everyone listening. So Francisco. I want to thank you so much for uh, jumping on this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It was great having you on for your first time on the show, uh, actually. So tell everybody on, on the other side uh, listening to this where they can find you and your work online. Okay. 
So I, I've got a, a few things that I do. So of course, if you're just want the Panther stuff, FLA Cats history on Twitter, uh, Florida Panthers historian. Uh, I, I couldn't take Panthers history because some Carolina Panthers fan got it and probably got suspended. So that that's no longer available. But hey, FLA Cats history, that's where I'm at. I post uh, videos, uh, pictures. I, I try and look up ancient news articles or find like ancient knickknacks from like the 90s and 2000s, you know, uh, got some some powder blue stuff I, I like to. And, and, and even uh, today as well, I mean, because the Panthers are making history right now uh and um uh, on the audio on the video version of of this of this show you can see uh some of the things that that i have posted i also do marlins history at marlins history uh, which is the florida marlins slash miami marlins version of what i do for uh fla cats history and i do have my own podcast i do with my friends it's called sports goose at sports underscore goose uh on twitter and we just kind of mess around. If you guys just want to hang out and just be done with us, we can do that too. Uh, but aside from that, you can also check out Loaderbox Cats. Uh, I do all the graphics there. And every once in a while, I, when I do have the time, I, I will post on there as well. But uh, thanks, Armando, for, for having me on. Uh, I know Locked On has all kinds of stuff. I follow um, um, uh, uh, Peter Pratt, who does uh, Locked On Marlins on their you know, baseball side of things and i also don't follow you locked on panthers as well thank you so much and uh i'm and mo mostly uh i don't i don't know what took so long for me to get you on the show but definitely got to have you on again so thank you so much for coming on no problem i'm here and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast you'll be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rota and Flip Livingstone help you become the experts of your fantasy team. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So Armando Velez with Francisco Porta. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>